Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. I feel like we haven't said that for a while here. Joined as always today by Alex Miller. We've got to talk plenty here on AFLW, mate. The draft and the trade period has come and gone. Lots of new faces and lots of new clubs. Plenty to discuss. Yes, very exciting, Cat. as always. It's an um, exciting time and it's our, our final episode of the year and a great way to round out what's been a fantastic year of, of footy here uh, at A3 and keen to talk some clubs that did well, some that did some very shit work, Doc, but keen to chat them all very soon. <laughs> yes, Alex Doherty, uh, we've got we've always got our strong opinions here on A3 and I think there might be a few that we're, we might have some, some lengthy discussions on today. <laughs> Oh, well, we're never short of an opinion, but geez, we had to sort of take a step back as this whole AFLW offseason has just been go, 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 and we couldn't <laughs> bloody keep up with it with uh, yeah. with everything else that's happening around this time of the year. But I'm oh, very keen to get stuck into it. Finally, it's settled. The dust has settled, uh, and we can sort of dissect all the, all the list changes, all the ins and outs uh, mm. heading into the 2024 AFLW season. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting. Well- very exciting. Uh, well, I'm going to be spinning the wheel here to all our wonderful <laughs> listeners, as you know in the, the end episode. I've got, I've got the wheel. I've got the wheel. Don't worry. There's no, uh, there's, no there's no funny buggers being played in this process. <laughs> but I'll just give, give them the, the wheel spin, and it has landed firstly on Collingwood. Yeah, interesting, <laughs> interesting off season for Collingwood boys. I think we all sort of knew they had a very specific need. Doc in. Uh, getting a, a genuine key forward into this club because they very much struggled. Uh, Steve Simons is out. The club's looking for a new coach still, still and we've heard very recently that Nick Davis might be the front runner. But um, all in all, I, I think Collingwood had a pretty solid off-season. Uh, losing Ash Brazzle, uh, not great, but she's coming towards the end of her career and I think they'll probably be moving past her in the back line anyway. Um, I'm really, really big what I am big on here, Doc, with Collingwood is there. First draft pick, and I really wanted this young lady to come to the Bombers, but Georgia Clark, geez, I think they've absolutely nailed that with her first selection. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think their ins have overweighed what has gone out, and there are some sort of strange decisions in terms of their delistings. We'll get to that shortly, though. But I liked what they did, Collingwood, in terms of addressing needs forward of the ball. Uh, we've talked about it at length a lot this year and, and in past seasons too. I mean, the additions of Kalinda Howarth and Michaela Hyde from Gold Coast and Frio respectively, very, very good, very impressive little ground ball players. And if Kalinda Howarth can get back to her best footy, which we know she can, that's could almost change the dynamic of that team uh, completely. Um, Clark is a good player, Kat. Uh, we, we've both sort of harped on and on about her. Would have loved to have snared her at pick six, but uh, obviously we had different plans. Um, but she's a great contested mark uh, and very, very reliable in front of goal. You just know what you're going to get from her. And Lucy Cronin, an interesting one at pick nine. I didn't expect Ooh. her to go this high, but uh, a tall unit nonetheless at 177 centimetres can play either end of the ground, which is, again, something that they could really, really look to with Ash Brazel moving on and Stacey Livingston in the uh, the back end of her career. So uh, very good inclusions all around. But I don't get the, uh, the the listings here, boys. Sophie Casey, we've talked about the last couple of seasons. We've said even this, uh, as recent as this year, one of the best mid-sized lockdown defenders of the game. Now, granted, she's you know on that wrong side of thirty, so maybe there's an idea that you know push her out, get some of the, get some of the younger kids in. But then Imogen Evans and M Smith, who have played games yeah. on the regular yeah. this year, and even Joanna Lynn to to her respect, but hasn't played much this year. But they're all sort of young and showed signs over the last couple of years. I, I don't get that. I think they were solid contributors as well, Doc. They will never going to set the world alight and this team alight. But 
they always did positive things. I felt like when they were, you know, making an impact and when they were playing more than anything. But I was, I did like in the trade period cat where Collingwood were aggressive, sort of moving up. I know it was only mm. two spots in the end from eleven to get to nine, but I think that was good in terms of getting Clark, obviously, you know, yeah. in in the end. So. I think it was important that they had those two picks back-to-back to have that confidence to say, well, we're going to back in these two players. And Look, I think all in all they were pretty good. But, yeah, I think the the forwards coming in, as Doc mentioned, the offensive firepower has always been the intangible with Collingwood. You know, sometimes it looks like uh, Harlem Globetrotters and they can do anything and light up the, the whole show. But then other times they just look like a toothless tiger. So I think these players certainly add some quality more than anything and experience. You know, they've both been – I mean, Frio have always struggled with their offensive sort of side of it. But I think when you get probably one of their better forwards easily in, um, it's going to make a difference to this Collingwood side for sure. But I think they drafted well. Two big needs. Yes. I think that that was the main thing that they needed to address. Um, and, you know, a, t- a tall forward and a tall defender, I think, are big pluses in the side. So I think they did pretty well at the draft table. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of a two out of three for me, really, Collingwood. Like you said before, Doc, the, the outs are the, the boggling ones. I really don't think they've, they've done very well in that area. But players coming in, players they drafted, I think, really, really big ticks. Annie Lee's the one that I'm a bit... Yeah, I don't know about. She hasn't done much at Carlton. Hasn't impressed much in the, the VFLW either. Uh, I feel like it's just a list spot that she, she's probably going to be out of the league in, in two years. Um, so yeah. that's one I'm a bit iffy on. But um, look, I ultimately gave them about a seven, Collingwood. Uh, I think that they did well. Like I said, two out of three areas for me, I think they did really, really well in. Um, just the, the how is so Casey not on that list? I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't get that either. Also, a big fan of our, them picking up Amber Shooty at pick 32 or Amber Shooty or whatever the bloody hell Nat Edwards <laughs> wanted to call her on, on Monday night. Um, but she's a, she's a lovely player to watch out of the Gippsland power. Very, very explosive sort of player. Cat has got potential to play in the midfield over the years, but, gee, she's going to learn under the, uh, one of the best uh, rebounding defenders in the game in Ruby Slasher. Mm. And, uh, quite a good right foot on her as well, so that's a nice little pickup. I've I've given him an eight out of ten, uh, oh, Collingwood. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm with you in terms of you know that two out of three. You know they've trade they traded in well. Look, Annie Lee in for Tani Brown's almost like a, a sideways swap because I don't think Tani Brown was doing a lot either at, at, at Collingwood this year. Um, but yeah, look, other, other than that, Howarth and Hyde big ticks. Clark's a big tick. Cronin's yeah. perspective, but I'll give her a tick anyway because it's a need that that Collingwood really, really need going forward. And and Shooty is a, a nice little nice little bargain pick there at thirty two. Yeah, I've gone with seven. Oh, I think seven. Some, yeah, something yeah. up perfectly, Cat. In terms of did everything right, but the delisting sort of scratch your head a bit. But in terms of their draft talent, I think they've done really well for players that get an impact not just next season but for a long, long time down the road. So. But on the pies, you get a seven out of ten. So, so Sophie Casey, uh, thirty-two years of age. So mm. I still think she'd have maybe a year or two at I least. I think she's got at mm. least a year in her. Yeah, yeah, surely. Uh, the wheel's been spun again, gentlemen, and it has landed me on St Kilda. Uh, a a yeah. very quiet draft for the Saints. Just the two picks they had. Uh, Kira Wiley, I think, is a good selection adding to their midfield group. Um, there were some players probably around that mark still available that they uh, maybe suited their needs a bit more, and then Charlotte Simpson coming in as well. But I think where they really shone Miller was in their 
trade period. I think they, they landed some pretty solid plays. Paige Trudgeon coming in is, is my highlight of St Kilda's trade period. We know that they needed to get another strong key defender into this group, and they've done that fantastically. And I think giving up around two and getting back around three for a bargain, absolute bargain. Absolutely, and and Trudgeon's a really good in size, Cat one eighty centimeters. We know what she can do. If she can get on the park, she's going to automatically add to her. Well, we talked about the Saints a bit last year, boys, and it was their defense that we were all surprised with and how good it was. So you get a player like you know Paige into the mix, and I think it's going to add even more defensive strength to their um, their bow in a way. And I think they did pretty well in terms of they didn't have to give up really a whole lot. 31 went out in the end. Um, but all in all, I think they did pretty well in the trade period. And they, I think they did well with the pick stock in terms of what they needed more than anything. Yeah, well, they only had two live picks uh, in yeah. draft in draft night. Obviously, pick 10 was used on Kira Wiley. Nice little midfield type there that can add to that budding group that they've already got. Could, could they have done with a bigger-bodied midfielder? Potentially so. Help out the likes of Tiana Smith and Georgia Patrikios and, and Choppy while she's still in her prime. But T will do it all herself, Doc, at this rate. Oh, yeah, T can do anything. Um, <laughs> but Charlotte Simpson, we we knew it was going to go at pick 47, father-daughter selection. But, you know, a very, very – I really like Wiley. I think there's a lot of potential in terms of what she can add in terms of both being able to use the ball on the inside and actually being able to spread on the outside. Another, another little player there that can really help them go forward. Yeah, the, the trades are interesting. I, I think Trudgeon's going to benefit them a lot, particularly I think Bianca Jacobson's going to be the big beneficiary out of that because yeah. we've seen her play a little bit more uh, as a lockdown type where I think she's much better off as a uh, as a rebounding sort of intercepting third tool. Um, and Renee Karras is, I'd almost say it's an upgrade from Erin McKinnon because I think she's a lot more mobile and a lot more agile and can cover ground a lot more quick, yeah. a lot more easily. So that I think that's a really, really good one. And the listings-wise, I mean, look, Rosie Dillon, we know she's a she's a, she's a BNF player, but um, I think the, I think she's a bit one paced uh, compared to those around her. So. Game's gone past her, I think. Doc a bit. It's a shame. Um, it's a yeah. shame because she's she's actually quite a good inside midfielder. So um, you know, wouldn't mind. I'd love to see someone give her another chance. At least help you know the likes of maybe West Coast or GWS develop and yep. get some of them players in. But yeah, look, I think they've done a lot. I've done very, very well with what they've been handed to them. I've given them a 7 out of 10. I've got 7.5 for the Saints, boys. I think just adding on to that, the retention, you know, last year was a huge trade period for St Kilda, and not only did they bring in a great amount of talent this year and last year, but they've also retained, you know, Patrikios, uh, Molly McDonald, Tiana Smith, Nikki Zenos, Serene Mm. Watson, all these players sticking around long-term, and that's just the the 2027 group, um, Hannah Priest, Jesse Wardlaw, um, Jacobson as well, all till 2026. So Jacobson will be going to, she's about 150 at this stage. <laughs> She'll play she's forever. A... She'll play forever. <laughs> she will play till the uh, next Ice Age, which uh, <laughs> she's been smashing it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good to see, you know, genuine positivity and upside mm-hmm. around the Saints at the moment. So that's why I've given them 7.5. Yeah, I was going to say, Kat, great that you brought up the point. I think the retention of players was huge. I, that's why I gave them an eight. I mean, they've bought, got everyone to buy in. They've got that sort of – that bit more liveliness about them. We were a bit unsure where the Saints were at coming into this year, and I think all in all there was a lot more positive than negative, and I think the only way is up for them as well. So I've gone with eight out of ten. Done a great job. All right. Uh, the wheel has spun and has said 
the Crows. We are talking Adelaide here, boys. Uh, this is a team that I really was keen to get stuck into because uh, they had an interesting... I mean, everyone's off-season was very interesting, but <laughs> the Crows uh, brought in three picks. Um, I'm, I'm pretty big on the, the players they, they drafted. I think um, Lily Tarlington especially really fits their needs in terms of they lost Montana McKinnon, obviously, um, Yvonne Bonner retiring, so they need to get some key forwards in there. Good to see them keep Caitlin Gould around as well for, in that sense. But um, I just I struggled to see, Doc, where they were really making the list a lot better. I mean, they've got a, obviously, they're still a, a top four side and they made a prelim this year. Um, but there was not really many big moves from the Crows. And obviously, they traded out of the first round as well. And Missed out on Piper Window, which, given the picks that Port Adelaide took, um, yeah, not, not, not ideal for them. Yeah, uh, look, I don't, I'm not sure whether or not Adelaide needed to do much. I mean, look, they got, I mean, they, they were courted, they had a few of their players courted heavily. I know Zoe Prowse and Caitlin Gould were um, were being toured the facilities of Western Bulldogs, being offered uh, big coin and long contracts to, to make the switch, but they stayed put, which is good for them. Um, and, you know, fine for us because you know we <laughs> suck but um yeah look looking at their delistings Mackenzie Dowrick was a, a player that was in and out of the team Amber Ward probably maybe very sparingly used in defense and Hannah Button is you know probably the AFLW equivalent of Jay- Jason Castagna very very <laughs> terrible uh player and not sure how she got into the bloody team in the first oh, place but shit. um but look, all these players are probably depth uh the players they lost the M- McKinnon's a big blow but then again they sort of they sort of rely on uh, on Jess Allen now to be that number mm. one ruck going forward, and and Gouldy can be the pinch hitter, and that brings into your draftees. I mean, Brooke Boylow with the live South yeah. Australian picks. Boylow was always going to go there, I think. Doc, clear, cl- yeah. clear clear number two in that South yeah. Australian pool, and you know Tarlington's not a bad little player there, one hundred and eighty centimetre forward uh, out of Queensland. You know, can be used in the ruck will probably be that Montana McKinnon sort of type that can float in and out yeah. and, and and be that role player that, that Adelaide really wanted to be. And Tamara Henry, an interesting one as well, forward mid, who has got a very, very good uh, speed and, and marking hand. So that, I like that one out of the Western Jets, pick 28. So, yeah, I've given them a seven, Cat. I, I really I, – I think, look, they didn't need to do much. I mean, McKinnon, talented player, but – can be easily replaced for mine. So, and the 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 people they've delisted and the players that have retired, you know, they they didn't really add much anyway. So, all right, interesting. I went a five point five for the Crows. I oh, don't nice. think they did poorly, uh, but I think it was very much a sort of maintaining the the status quo. Like I said, I like their draft picks, um, but uh, the list to me doesn't look too different to how it looked last year. Yeah, um, you'd hope these players come on, um, and it's great. Similarly to other teams, they retained all their stars, which is what you want. Um, decent return for McKinnon aside from trading out of the first round. I'm really not a big fan of that. Uh, I really think they probably could have found a way to keep that first round pick. Um, but yeah, 5.5 for mine for the Crows this year. Yeah, I gave him a six. I think that's the big thing, Cal, is that did they improve enough over this offseason? We, we talk about them being in this window. You know, they sort of just – they need to take another step. I think that the, the big thing they're obviously banking on is their young players coming through and getting better, but – um, they didn't bring in a, a massive amount of players. And, look, I, I, I think McKinnon, you, you did say Doc should be easy to replace. I don't think it will be as such structurally. I think that's the big thing that will take a bit of time for them to get sorted. But they've got some players that can 
you know, got a lot of talent and a lot of ability. So I gave him a six. I, th- I, th- I think as well, Adelaide were only a point out from making the grand final, yeah, so they're, yeah. they're they're not that they're not you know as that far away from the holy grail. So, no, they're still uh, do, do, do they do they need to make changes? Look, maybe some small adjustments, and maybe that maybe there's something to be said about Boilo coming into this team round one next year and making a difference. You know, yeah. we don't know. Um, you know, we won't know until we until we see that first ball bounce round one. So, yeah. um, at the meantime, you know. Positives, you know, they, they've got really, really good talent in the door. So um, I think they'll come in, replace those that have come out, and we'll we'll see the Adelaide team up, up at the grand final again next year. All right, there it is. We've got a big one here, according to the Wheel Boys. The Western Bulldogs have just oh, come oh, up. Oh, here we go. Here this we is, go. This is, you know, I think looking at this off-season, Doc, this is where the rebuild has really, really started for the Dogs. It's been, you know, the past three or four years have been that really heavy flow of talent loss. And uh, we, we've said it on the pod a few times this year. No one was coming in to replace them. Uh, I think... For the first time since you started bleeding players, you have brought in talent to replace them. Um, and it, it obviously starts with the the draft, and uh, I think every pick the Dogs took, aside from not taking Alicia Pisano, which I think they'll come to regret for years, Greg looks like special talent. There's no doubting that, and I think she's going to be fabulous in the forward line. She's going to be amazing, but so is Pisano. Uh, and I think there's going to be punters, Miller, watching these two and their careers very, very closely. I tell you what, <laughs> I think the whole comp will be watching them next year, Cat, and just see the the bloody the talent that these two players have is what's amazing. And I think the dogs they had to nail this draft, Doc. It wasn't going to be hard because I think the three mind three blind mice in a bag could have done it. But the talent that you've got in is something that's I think is going to change in terms of not just their ability, but I think it's going to reinvigorate the group a little bit. And I think the trade period was something that they needed to nail. And I think a full factory reset, as Kat said, has been the right way to go. Look, some of these players have been good eggs for a long time, but the eggs went off last year and they're time to throw them out and get in a new crop of players. And, and I think some of these players will have a, a big impact in terms of just freshening things up a little bit. I think it's gotten a bit stale. And I think that it'll be really exciting to see how your team goes next year, Doc, with the new faces in. Yeah, well, I'd like to know who we're actually targeting as coach at the moment. We haven't heard, we haven't heard about, we haven't heard peep from Chris Grant about who who, who they're trying to chase. Um, but in the meantime, you know, looking at the the ins and the outs, I mean, some of the outs are depressing. I mean, Kirsty Lamb's been a, a, a stalwart of the club. Oh, lady. Didn't have her best year this year. I think she was nailed down by injury, but hope she does well at Port Adelaide. Uh, Gabby Newton was starting to really come in, come along in leaps and bounds across the half-back line this year after an impressive season up forward last year. And Katie Lynch, look, before I say she's a <laughs> massive turnover merchant, her aerial presence was huge last year and, and did get in the All-Australian. So there's that as well. But this year she took a massive step back. Oh, I've got, getting getting buckets into the club for her, Doc, <laughs> I think is a huge upgrade. And I think oh. I think uh, close followers of the AFLW will agree with us on that. Yeah. We've been huge on Lauren Irons. For some reason, uh, the Suns just haven't quite appreciated her as much the past couple of years. But, geez, that's that's a great into the back line. Uh, alongside Miller too, I think having those two together is going to be uh, similarly refreshing for the defensive group. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and certainly eases a little bit more pressure off Izzy Grant, who I think plays a lot better when she comes in as the third tall. So that that'll be uh, very interesting to watch uh, in next year. And the forward line as well. I've 
you know, cried and pleaded, you know, cha- do something about this forward line. And it's happened. I mean, Annalie McKee played played some games at Brisbane as a key forward and, and looked okay. Um, I'm really excited what she brings to the table, adding to the fact that Christy Lee Western Turner is a good overhead mark and very, str- very, very explosive speed. You know, it almost reminds me of an Alyssa Bannon type. Yeah. Um, in in terms of you know when she gets on the bike and when she gets goal side, uh, you know, thank you, good night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you look at the draft picks there, and uh, before we get to the draft picks, the, the delistings as well. They got rid of all the list bloggers, pretty you, much. You trim the fat, doc. You absolutely trim the fat this year. Trim the fat. I mean, we put the fat blaster in the bloody list, and 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 it and it cleansed. But but yeah, the draft picks are very look. Overall, very, very, it was a very, very good draft hand. I mean, look, a few years ago we had a similar hand, and we are, we've now only got one player left in that top yeah. in that top four. So, very interesting to see how this group gels together. You know, Weston Turner was a given at pick one. Like you, Cat, why didn't we take uh, Alicia Pisano, another small forward who kicked about like sixty goals for the Eastern Rangers across yeah. two seasons? Yep. Uh, I think it, it's it's going to be like I said, the eyes on Greg. Um, you know, she's she's a special talent, Miller. Like, this kid can do some freakish stuff. But, yeah, I, I can't help but feel like the comparisons are going to be drawn between Fasano and Grigg for the next 10 years, really. Well, it'd be a no-brainer, wouldn't it, Doc, really, given the four line last year was, well... Like a crab, like a like a crab that uh, had lost all its legs. It wasn't going anywhere, let alone sideways. It was shocking. So... It was probably th- getting kicked to the curve with Beckett Berkey. Yeah, uh, Berkey out. But look, I, I think that's the big thing, that they did get some talent that will make a difference. And that's going to be the big thing because I don't think anyone's expecting this group next year to be in the eight, maybe not even the ten. But progress will be the big thing. And, I mean, it's not going to be hard to progress from the bottom. You just have to get one spot higher. Um, but... Look, that, that's going to be the big thing, Doc, and that's why I'm really bullish on the group, uh, particularly the draft class. I think you've done well. Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, Brooke Barwick, very small yeah. midfielder as well, and only just coming back from an ACL injury, didn't play at all this year, so it baffles me why we mm. went for her as opposed to a, a proven player like Bassano. But when you see that we took Grigg with the next pick, it almost it, – it sort of evens it out a little bit. You know, not entirely, but – it, it, you, know, you can see how exciting Grig gets, you know, when she when she's at the foot of the pack and when yeah. she's, you know, goal side, she's looking really, really good. Butterfin as well at pick eleven. Very stoked that she went to that, that she uh, lasted that long. I was half anticipating Collingwood to snap her up, but she's another one who can, who I think can really build and and be a really fo- a, a strong force in the defensive half in the years yep. to come. And Georgia Bork, I mean, oh boy, pick forty eight. <laughs> Oh, I'm really? so, I really hope that the dogs appreciate what Georgia Borg can do. Like, she she showed so much in the VFLW, and I'm still upset at my club for not even giving her a crack, given she was injured all our first yeah. season. Yep. Um, so I, I hope she tears it up with the dogs. I think she's got a prime opportunity here right now to um, solidify herself as an up-and-coming ruck in the AFLW this season. Yeah, well, with Celine Moody going out, um, it, it really does open the door of... Um sort of how it's going to work with her in the big show next year, because we saw the big show play a little bit more forward at times this year and it worked. I mean, she, she showed strong hands and, and provided, a, provided a presence in the contest. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe have her as the second ruck and have Borgie just hit, just tapping it to the, uh, the likes of, of Fitzgerald and Ellie Blackburn and, and Brooke Barwick and all those other cats. Um, you know, whoever's in charge of this team next year, they've got something to work with, and and yeah. that's what and that's what I'm impressed about. You know, call it damage control if you want. 
but you know, I think they've done quite well for themselves, all things considered. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I've given the dogs an eight, boys. Um, I think just the amount of talent gone makes it hard to give them any higher, but they're just outside of my top five, really, for... Um, like I said, that they've built this rebuild really, really well. I think there's if if this uh, pulls off, you know, one of the great rebuilds in AFLW history, I might look upon this draft and this trade period higher. Uh, but at the moment, it's an eight, just outside of my top five. Yeah, I've given them an eight as well. I think they did really well, and oh, I think the big thing is just as I said, fresh start. It's time for a reset. Get a decent coach in. Sorry, Berkey, piss off. And I think that this group will be reinvigorated and that'll be the biggest thing um, that will be refreshing, not just for you, Doc, but I think for a lot of dog supporters going to next year. So giving them 8 out of 10. I've given them a 7 out of 10. I thought the uh, the inclusions outweigh the uh, the the outs. Um, and, I, and I think that they've uh, they've set themselves a really big platform for, for the next couple of years. You know, we probably won't be going anywhere next year, but I want to see us at least, you know, crack out of that bottom 5-6 in, in 2025 and, you know, while we're on the coaches, there's two two people that stand out to me right now as people that I want as coach. One of them's Mel Hickey, who's got a rapport with a lot of the playing group because uh, uh, I think she was an assistant last year. Hmm. And Trent and Trent Cooper, get him yeah. in and and show and show these girls, so, you know, a little bit of backbone, a little bit of mongrel. Show show them that you know playing cares because I, I think they were very very soft uh, this year in terms of being able to you know contest the ball, being able to show passion. Um, they just looked, you know, like jellyfish at times uh, last year. Didn't have a spine, so um, you know, get get either of them in, and I think we're making uh, we're cooking with gas. Yep, absolutely. All right, the wheel's been spun, boys, and I promise it's not rigged because it's giving me Richmond here. Uh... <laughs> if we get us in the next, there might be a, a, a advisory. Um, into this What's going on, mate? Wheel situation, <laughs> but uh, a good off off season period, I thought for the Tigers. Miller, uh, we, we spoke a lot about. Um, there wasn't enough grunt through the middle, and I think Izzy Bacon's really going to add that. Uh, she's going to be sizzling in the centre bounce all season <laughs> long, I think, Izzy, next year. Ooh, uh, Monty McKinnon we spoke about before, too. I love that addition. I, I think it might spell the end of Poppy Kelly, to be honest. She didn't do much, no. if, if anything, uh, <laughs> she, last she's, season. She's just struggling to get on the park at the moment, Poppy Kelly. I yeah. mean, you, can see, you see the potential's there, but she's just she gets not... injured every bloody two seconds. Yeah, I know. It's like it's 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 like the female uh, incarnation of Alex Keith, always in the hands of the trainers every bloody five minutes. Oh, jeez, it's quite brutal. Look, I I think that the trades are really good. I think getting Hixie, Delaway, um, and also McKinnon in are just big pluses. All players that walk into this team and push out some real shit kickers, even better. Um, so those are big pluses. And I think, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, we talked about. Um, in the group chat on draft night, I was very pleased with these draftees. I think these are players that are going to add something again to the group. And I think the biggest thing that we struggled with last year was any sort of speed, Doc. And I think that if we can get those players in, they'll definitely add something to it. Yeah, well, I think Mackenzie Ford's that sort of player you're looking mm. for, a player that can oh, really yeah. cover cover the ground very quick. Um, you know, was quite solid uh, in in a campaign for Tassie this year in the talent league as well. So that's the sort of player I think you you're really really looking for, and I like it. And, I, and we do love Izzy Bacon. She's already becoming a popular, <laughs> a pop, a popular name. You know, that sort of infor- could almost be an enforcer type, to be honest. Uh, you know, let. Let Greg win the inside ball. Let Modern get get it on the outside, and let Izzy just take care of everything else. Yeah, um, yep, for sure. And uh, if Ellie McKenzie can stay fit for five bloody minutes, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? 
that would be nice. Um, but but look, oh, that almost completes your midfield, to, in, in, uh, doesn't it? And, and look, you've got nice role players there in Dalloway and Hicks. I think they could provide something both in the forward half and in the defensive half, respectively. Yeah. So, yeah, I think as you said, they walk into the uh, the twenty one next year and. Interesting one, Jess Hosking going to West Coast as a delisted free agent. Mm, very what interesting. You, what do you make of it? Um, look, it's probably best for her, I think, in terms of a fresh start. I think that the Vic Club's had enough. Uh, get her out, get her somewhere else. And um, look, as we said. Everyone's had enough of her uh, Her and Sarah bloody conspiring. Just uh, the no, no, no. I think in terms of, I think she needs a fresh start. And um, we said before, Cat, the Eagles could use some help. And I think she, yeah. if she can get fit, um, is the biggest thing, um, then she'll add something to their group. So, look, I was sad to see her go, um, see the sisters sort of duo, duo break up, but happy for her in a way that she's found her, her way on another list and gets another chance, I think, to prove herself again, really. Yeah, now I think she'll be a great addition to them. A bit of leadership, a bit of experience um, mm. coming into that West Coast side. But uh, I gave the Tigers uh, seven as well, boys. I think maybe they should have targeted a couple more players into the forward line, given that it's, I don't know if McKinnon's going to be looked at as a, as a possible option up there. Um, but I think, look, adding that grunt through the midfield and a bit of pace on the outside too, going to complement um, the likes of um, the likes of Kate Dempsey really, really nicely. I think on the outside and obviously Mon and Ellie McKenzie on the inside. So, uh, yeah, seven for the Tides. Yeah, it's yeah. decent. Yeah, I've given them a six. I think they've done you know, a very, very solid job with the inclusions. And, yeah, I can probably see maybe three or four of them into this uh, round one team next year for mine. So that, that improves the list a, a fair bit for mine. So, yeah, six out of ten. Surprise, surprise that they've kept Ferg on board for two years, though, uh, Miller. Well, uh, yeah, I would have given them uh, seven, but I'm giving them six and a half because Ferg's still there. <laughs> there it is. All right, uh, the wheel has given me the demons, gentlemen. Oh, oh here, we, here we go. Uh, everyone's calling. Everyone's calling for Melbourne uh, to finally lose some talent after uh, basically retaining their holes last year, and they they finally have the D's. It seems like it's finally gotten to them. Uh, Sheriff and Eliza West heading over to Hawthorne. Um, two big moves there. The, their draft, though, I think is uh, the big one for Melbourne this mm. year. Obviously. Um, getting bloody Alicia Pisano at that <laughs> first pick. Uh, she's an absolute jet, and I've been lucky to watch her firsthand a few times down at the Rangers. Gee, she's a she's a gun. She's a uh, weapon. It's going to make their, their forward line automatically better, Miller, just having her in there. Well, it wouldn't be hard. Um, you know, you add someone of that type of talent into any team, and you can tell that she's going to make a difference from the get-go. I, I think the big thing, Kat, was they just lost, as you said, a lot of players and a lot of talent that's been around for a long time. Um, I think Birch is my biggest worry that she's gone um, because we know she's been around the block and then some. Eliza West as well, um, I, I can't believe, Doc, that she's not there. It just doesn't make sense to me that she oh, was... Mixed me hates it. Oh, just let go so willingly, really. I think she was one of the best, probably if not their best player in the final series. Yeah, well, yeah, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? But look, I, they must obviously think that uh, Hanksy and um, Hanksy and and, and Purcell Mania is going to take the uh, <laughs> going to take the reins from uh, from here on in. But 
Yeah, look, they did get Alicia Pisano out of that trade, so you know it's not not the end of the, not the end of the world. I think they could have used a, another one of those small, talented uh, forward types, and Pisano certainly fits that bill at pick five. And you know, Libby Birch probably, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, she's been so good for Melbourne for so long, but you know, you've got Talia Gillard there, who's almost taken over as the number one go-to stopper in that in that football club. So she's almost become surplus to demand and you've got Gab Colvin as well waiting in the wings. So someone had to make way and they did get a, you know, a nice little little, um, pick in return for Libby Birch, another first rounder, which I think then got upgraded to 12, which look, the one downside I had for this was their draft hand. I mean, obviously Pisano was good and Mm. that's, and that's great. But a lot of the, a lot of their other picks are all speculative. I know, Riley Wotherspoon or or Wotherspoon, I don't know. Um, uh, just very athletic. You no know, cutlery, um, I think it is pronounced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, well, they will certainly get some kind of uh, spoon there uh, mixed in here. Um, you know, very very athletically talented, but very sort of you know raw. And to have her at pick twelve is, you know. Geez, you'd hope she comes on, but otherwise yeah. this this blows up in their face, and they get and they get sent back a few steps. You know. Yep. Um, you know, Jacinta Hose isn't going to play next year. Why have you picked her up at pick 24 when she wasn't even expecting to be bloody picked? Yeah, that's a great um, question. Yeah. Um, Rigoni's a nice pick, though, at 29. Uh, I've seen a couple of her games this year. She looks like a nice little handy player across the halfback line. Could be that third tall intercept player, um, you know, albeit she's only coming back from an ACL injury herself. And uh, Delaney Madigan, I have... I'm I'm convinced Mixtonier made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone actually seen this young lady? Uh, that's got to be it's got to be a stage note. What's going on here? No, I know. Is, is, did Mixtonier uh, bring one of it, one of his kids along and just and just say uh, you're going you're to be a player for the Melbourne Football Club? Oh, you can't play football. Um, it was hard to rank Melbourne though, boys. I, I gave them a five just because I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't like it. Oh, it's very generous. Oh. I had them at three, but I just think I do like the picks. As you said, um, Doc, it is a bit of a, a, bit of a worry. Like they've really got to come on and then some. Um, but the big thing is, yeah, they just lost so much talent, so much experience, so much um, mainly finals experience is the big thing. I think that that's what I'm worried about because it's one thing to make it to that sort of final eight and final four and all that stuff, but then you've got to be – composed to win those games and that's what this Melbourne group had is that they had these players cat that have been around the block and um they've lost a lot of them so I've got them at five out of ten yeah I've got them at three boys um that's a, a first choice player and, and two in the case of um the midfield of line with Maddie Gay included out of every line um yeah. it's leadership gone it's experience gone it's this team's been so tight as a core I think and um, some players that I think probably could have been looked at being shopped around weren't, and they lost players that I think have been putting in very, very well. Um, the, the picks are very prospective. They didn't really get any big trade targets in. Um, when you look at, oh, we'll get to another team that was in the mix for the, the, the premiership this year and what they've added, um, I think you compare Melbourne to them and it's not looking good. Uh, for these. So, yeah, so I've got them ranked quite low. They've actually got them second last of every single team. Yeah, I've got them. I've ranked them uh, three out of ten as well. Uh, and like oh. you, Cat, second last uh, because you know the draft was a great opportunity to get the best players in, and they've gone with speculative picks in two of the three, two of their first three picks. Um, 
you know, they're, 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 they're hedging a lot of, a lot of chips into these kids who have, you know, Hose hasn't played in, you know, will, will not play next year. And Wotherspoon has barely played a bloody game of football herself. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and given the fact that, you know, West, Sheriff, uh, Birch, Matty Gay, they've, they've all played in that great, their premiership team last year. Gave them away for, uh, you know, prospective players, you know, pretty much when you break it all down. So, yeah, 3 out of 10, wasn't impressed. Was not impressed at all. Uh, the wheel has revealed Brisbane next up, gentlemen. Now, this was a team that... Uh, I did a little bit of thinking over. I was really, really happy with their draft. I mean, uh, much like Gold Coast and the men's Miller, they kind of could have done it with their eyes closed considering they took all <laughs> academy selections, uh, homegrown talent for the Lions. I'm, I'm really big on Evie Long and Rana Crozier especially. Uh, Crozier, one that I think is, is going to be just quietly. Uh, we know the Lions don't mind blooding these younger players in and given the, the, the key forwards they've had go out, uh, I think Crozier could see a debut very, very early. Um, and not just that, I really think that they lost a little bit of depth, um, but they, they've gained depth back in all these positions with this draft. I think they did very well to to basically put back in what they, they lost. Yeah, for sure. I think that they did really well with the draft table, Kat, in terms of you know the losses, which are, are pretty significant. I, I never mind as well the trade work they did. Shana Davison's an interesting one I want to get everyone's thoughts on. I think that she can add something, Doc. I think that we, we've just seen the tip of what she can do at West Coast, and I think that she's got a lot of upside. I de- definitely think she's got a lot to offer at this Brisbane side. I think she, as a forward, didn't really get a, a good no. opportunity to, to strut her stuff at West Coast. So in a, in a much more you know professional environment, uh, such as the Brisbane Lions, I think she'll get a, a great crack at it. Uh, Ellie, Jeez, Ellen, her and Hodder together, Doc will be. I think we'll make for a, a nasty little duo in that forward line. Oh, and it will be nasty too. I mean, good good luck trying to get a clean disposal out of there. And and Hartel offers something as well as a key position yeah. type as well. So looking forward to see her getting some games uh, uh, next year. The outs, you know, they've traded about six or seven of these players out, but all of them are really, with the exception maybe of Pauger who played yeah. in that Premiership team. All of them didn't play much, and they no. didn't play in the grand final. So really, they're just sort of depth players to the point. I so, think Pag is the only major loss of that group, um, really, which is is a plus for the Lions. You you don't want to see a lot of your depth leave, but like I said, considering what they got back, I think it was it was worth it for them. Really, I think I think there'll be games from uh, for for Long for Evie Long, Sophie Peters, and and Crozier next year. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if Baldwick got some games either because yeah. they're all very talented players, and the Lions all rate them quite highly. So um, all of them out of their their academy. So I think there's you know you look at the players that they traded out, the players they delisted, players they brought in. You know they've done extremely well for themselves, and they've done and they put themselves in a good position to go back to back next year. So. Um, I've given them nine. Oh, bloody hell! I, I gave them a seven, um, mainly because, like I said, oh, actually no, seven point five. I'll bump it up to a seven point five. Um, I, I really like a lot of the the kids they've picked up. Um, like I said, the depth leaving is not great. Um, I, I want to see what Davison Hartill can do outside of the West Coast system because I feel like you don't know who these players are until they leave West Coast with the way that they, <laughs> uh, the Eagles have been developing some of them. But um, look, I, I was I was big on what they did. Not up there with my my very top, unlike you, Doc. Clearly, but um, I think they did they did quite well for themselves. 
Yeah, I had them at seven. I think that what they've done in terms of, yes, they've lost players, but as Doc said, they're just depth. Look, you can replace them. They've drafted well enough to see some of these players easily fill in those type of voids. And the thing with Brisbane that we've always said, boys, is that they've got that culture that players believe they get better automatically coming into that type of system, which is a result of Stasovic and all the other coaching staff and the overall culture of Brisbane. And I think it'll be a, a big part of why you'll see these young players draft these and the trade traded in lasses uh, kick on immediately. So, yeah, again, seven, but they did really well, really well, Brisbane. Yeah. Now, uh, next up, the wheel has said Geelong. Now, Geelong's, uh, Geelong's whole off-season really, really baffled me a bit, boys. The draft especially, I, I really don't know what the thinking was. They retained the majority of the list, which was great. Um, obviously, the team has been performing fabulously the past couple of years, um, and I think it's 27 players they, they signed on, which is um, awesome, but... Um, drafting a, a key forward with their first pick, Doc, when I really feel like if there's any area that they don't need to try and boost, it's their key forwards. I think there were other players around that mark they probably could have looked at, I don't know, adding a bit more outside pace. Um, Brad O'Rourke coming in, another sort of uh, prospective one, and a midfielder who's probably not going to be cracking into that midfield group anytime soon. Um, I just didn't really know, aside from keeping the list together, what Geelong was sort of going for? Yeah, it was a weird one. Is is uh, putting it politely? They pro- look. They probably didn't really need to do much because, like Adelaide, they they were a kick away from being in the grand final. Mm. So I think they're really confident with that best twenty two, best 23, 24, 25 players that they've got on their list. So you know, Annabelle Johnson trading out is a, a minus for mine. Um, very, very talented intercept player. Couldn't get it on the park this year due to injury. They brought in Bella Smith, who I think can add something. Yeah, good pickup. Uh, yeah, could definitely add something in, in, in that Geelong lineup, uh, given her experience up at the Brisbane Lions. Um, and, you know, didn't really, you know, their delistings were delistings. Um, you know, all, all of them didn't really play. Um Chantel Mason, interesting one, key forward, uh, can hit the scoreboard, very mobile as well, and, and a good overhead as well. So, um, Quite a reliable set shot for goal and can learn under the likes of Jackie Parry and Chloe Shear. But do they um, need her? As Kat said, that's the big thing. I, I don't know, Doc. Well, give, well, it gives them another another avenue to goal because yes, that's look, true. I suppose. Uh, you know, she is more of a mid-sized player, and and Jackie Parry really, and and I suppose Maloney's come along too this year. So now, look, maybe maybe so, but look. It was either that, but she, they, she's a Geelong Falcons girl, so yeah. mm. they, they, they stuck home. And, she's you know, a good player. I'm not doubting that. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look, they were in a very uncomfortable spot there at pick. <laughs> uh, I think it was pick 18. Yeah. Um, Bright O'Rourke, father-daughter pick, will, I think, be a nice little nice little midfield depth player at the moment. Um, but, yeah, look, they didn't need to do much. They didn't do much. Didn't Probably didn't need to do much. I, I gave them five out of ten. I gave them a forge along. I just, oh. yeah, I mean, look, keeping lists together is good, but I don't think it was ever really in doubt. I don't think anyone was chasing any of their players particularly hard, really. So, um, yeah, just a, a bit of a nothing trade period for Geelong. Yeah, look, I understand that, Cat. I'm sort of with that. I, I, I went with, like, Doc, a bit of a five, sort of not shit, not good, just good. Uh, just, it's okay. just there. It's just, just there. It's just, <laughs> what is this? They had to have a go. <laughs> 
Alright, next up, the Giants have come up on the wheel, oh, boys. And here we go. Geez, after a horror show of a season, I think it also was a bit of a horror show of an off-season for the what Giants. What are they doing, chat? What, what, uh, look, the, 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 I'm going to say the positive first. Question. I've, I've, I feel like I've gotten this Good young question. lady's name right. I believe it's Caitlin Siroy. Uh, their their first selection, uh, great yes, pick, absolutely fantastic pick. Um, yep. She nominated national, and they knew they needed to get her, um, and they did. They're amazing, great, well done, Giants. Uh, everything else, jeez, oh, there's just a lot of question mark. Power Green as well, another positive. I think um, uh, she's going to be a, a little menace in that team, but <laughs> jeez, they just kind of now uh, gave up players for not a lot of return really the Giants no, got, they didn't Alicia, get... got Alicia Newman in I don't think that adds much they got <laughs> Courtney Murphy in she hasn't really shown anything at the, the Lions so far either um, I just don't think considering where they're at at the moment boys I just don't know that they did enough at all they got no return doc on their, on their outs I don't think yeah look it's 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 a bit of I don't know what they're doing with this list. That, 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 that's probably that's probably putting it politely. I keep the other positive keeping Parker in the team as well, Doc. That's yeah. that's a plus. Um, but yeah, well, maybe else. she might be gone next year. <laughs> yeah, well, she, I think was it was. It was only two years she stayed on. Mm. So um, you know, if, she, if it's she, like she, I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised seeing this uh, seeing all this movement. She goes in the next year or two. Um, yeah, look, the include look. I think there's a bit of hope for Claire Ransom. I didn't get a, a good crack at the Gold Coast. Was out of it. Was in the inactive list uh, this year. Not sure what um, Gold Coast have uh, disclosed that, um, but still very, very highly rated prospect from last year. So I think there's still a lot to work with with her. Whether or not where where, the, where she plays will be the interesting part. Uh, Courtney Murphy could be could be something. I mean, obviously couldn't get a fair crack at Brisbane, but. You know, she'll she'll get plenty of opportunity here at, at the Giants. Uh, Alicia Newman, uh, Sydney didn't want her, so um, <laughs> Scott Gowan's bloody shipped her off next door, um, and they, and they politely took her on. Someone threw um, some of the dog shit on the doorstep to the neighbours' doorstep. Uh, I don't I don't know how four clubs have said let's take Alicia Newman. <laughs> I, I really don't. Uh, holding oh, a, holding a gun to the head. Uh, yeah. It's just I just think they've they've added to a list of mid really at the Giants like. There's not. There's they not actually haven't brought in anyone better. Out. No, cat. They have. They brought in anyone better than what they've got. Is what I'd ask you. Well, no. They, no. Didn't, they didn't land any big fish. Like I said, Powder, great. Siroy could be an amazing player. What about any fish? I think they ended up with Gummy Shark. What's going on down there? <laughs> uh, I think Krill is the other uh, term you're looking for, you know, <laughs> Miller. <laughs> so um... we're still already lacking in depth, and they yeah, really yeah. <laughs> haven't built it. They really, yeah. they really haven't. That's what I was going to say. That we talked about it numerous times, boys, last year um, when we talked about the Giants, is that this team doesn't run deep enough. Their, their top sort of bracket dock is good. We know what Goldie can do. We know what Parker can do. But the rest of these chums, um, you know, you want more. Dalloway and Hicks were two that they should have kept because they were good, solid role yeah, players. Hicks actually had a bloody good season <laughs> this year. Yep. And look, I don't know much about. Is it Indigo Lind as well? Lind is it Lind or Linda? Yeah. Yeah, Indigo, yeah, Indigo Lind. Yes, I don't, I don't mind her. Uh, she's Eastern Rangers, Eastern Rangers girl. So yeah. Cat would be very familiar. That yeah. backline, very some a bunch of good operators in that backline. So Look, don't mind the pick up. Yeah, don't mind that pick, and and pretty good to get her at thirty or thirty-one from memory. Forty, 40 even better. Shit, they've done well. I reckon that's a good pick up. But besides that, 
They haven't brought anything in, so I'm giving them a four out of ten. Crap. I'm giving them a three out of ten. Oh, yeah, I've, I've gone three too, Doc. You know, crap is being too kind. I think there's a uh, yeah. Look, you're hedging your bets on Murphy and Claire Ransom right. to play games and actually elevate this team next year. You're yeah. counting on Daisy Walker to actually provide a role defensively for uh, for the Giants uh, next year. Mm. You know, Power Girl, I think can can really find another level, maybe half forward as an extra mid. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, the delistings, you know, Tate Mackerel, Grace Hill, Tess Cattle. I don't even know who half these players are. <laughs> Sarah Hamilton, Tegan Gerbeck. Yeah, it's just uh, like I said, Doc, they've, they've had a few cloggers on their list and I don't think they've... Look, I really, I, I want to see these players come on, but it's not going to be in my eyes that these aren't players that are going to change a list overnight, which is what it- the Giants need right now. Yeah, they they don't move the needle, do they, Cat? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to find really really good sort of value players out of the bargain bin. But yeah. uh, I, I suppose we'll find out in a couple of years really where where they're all at. But yeah. well, they're at in the, the bargain moment, bin for a reason, Doc. That's yeah, awesome. well, that's yes, well, that's it. Two of their inclusions are in the uh, from were delisted free agents. So yes. uh, yeah, and the other one and and one of the others is Alicia Newman is in a fourth club. So <laughs> uh, make it that make it that what you will. All right. Well, the wheel has pointed to the other side of town so over to the swans boys um a kind of uneventful off season for sydney they only had the two draft picks sarah grunden and lara hausegger coming in to the team uh grunden i don't mind coming into the 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 forward line i think she'll she'll be an all right player but i think considering they made a lot of their big moves last year miller and we saw a lot of these kids that they drafted um come on quite well I think they didn't really need to have a, a big off-season with Swans. They could have landed another sort of big name, I don't know, maybe down back, um, probably would have added to the list. But I think they'd be quite happy with, with where they're at at the moment and take on a few players, a, a bit of depth. Um, Kira Hillier coming in as well from mm. the the Lions. Um, I think they've, you know, they will be fine. Yeah, I think so. Look, I think Sydney, as you said, Kat, they're banking on development and they're going to get it. We saw the big steps they took this year as a group and the individual work rate and all that type of jazz improve uh, more than anything, Doc. So I'm like Kat, I'm pretty big that they didn't have to do much. I think they're just going to have to develop and go again next year, which this young group can do and will continue to do. And maybe they're just saving their salary cap for the big paydays to some of these young girls that are coming through. Yeah, look, I think what you boys have nailed it on the head there. What they're looking for is they're going to look at their, you know, their best twenty twenty one players and hope yeah. they can take that next step heading into twenty twenty four. And I love their pick of Sarah Grunder to pick sixteen. I think that sort of there there is a little opening there across half forward as a, a player that can really be that connector person. And I think uh, Grunder can be that player. Um, and Hausegg is a, a nice little player too, 170 centimetres, uh, can play across the defensive line. So may, maybe I think, you know, as a, as, a, as a third tall and also can, you know, rebound as well and gives a little bit of flexibility for how they can use Lucy McAvoy in a respect because we saw her play uh, a little bit more higher up the ground late in the year. So mm. that's not a bad little pickup as well. And the listings really are players that really struggle to play games anyway. Mm. So um, you bring in Hillier from a... a a great side like Brisbane and Stel Davis, who ha- can play but really struggled for game time at the Suns. We'll just be a ruck slash forward depth option, I think, really, Doc. Yeah, well, I, I certainly think, you know, we saw with Morfitt not uh, not playing uh, in that last last four or five games, they really got exposed in, in a lot of their, um, their ruck contests. So 
getting her in is is, is a good little uh, good little bargain uh, pickup there. So I've given them a six out of ten. The Swans. Yeah. Yeah, exact same, Doc. Like I said, just add depth to the list um, with a bunch of players who are coming on really nicely. I think that's all you need to do, and they did it. Simple as that. Yep, I've gone six as well. The uh, triple six here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the six, six, six rule is in effect at the moment. All right, the wheel, boys, has landed on. We've only got eight teams to go here. It's landed on the Suns. Um, now, they had a lot of picks to use the Suns um, because... Unfortunately, they had a lot of players on the way out this year, Doc, which I almost didn't expect from, from Gold Coast. I thought, you know, after the past couple of years, they, they really built some talent in there, um, and they've had Lauren Irons obviously leave and Jasmine Smith to the dogs. Um, Irons, I think, will be a big loss, but I don't think they were appreciating her that much on the back line anyway. Giselle Davies, as we said before, over to the Swans. Um Ella, oh, sorry, Ella Smith came to them. Uh, Kalinda Howarth out uh, as well, going over to the Pies, like we said before. Uh, and Dreno, the one that sort of came out of nowhere, mm. um, leaving over to West Coast. I thought that she would probably retire a son, Dreno, but she's jumped ship. She says I'm out. Yeah, well, uh, I suppose the lure of Daisy Pierce coaching the West Coast Eagles is uh, too good for some people. Um, no, look, it's a, it was a weird one, wasn't it? I mean, mm. look. You look at these outs, you know, Aaron's look, they I think they've favoured uh Viv Sard over her as the number one interceptor, so not a not an overly big loss in a respect. Uh Charlotte Will uh not Charlotte Wilson, Giselle Davis didn't play much. You know, Drennan, oh geez, that will be a big loss in a respect. well considering the fact that she really feels struggled, in a good spot, I think, yeah. which probably Consid- makes yeah. it easier. Yeah, I was going to say, considering the fact that she, you know, was trying to was trialed in other positions this year a fair bit, she she probably I don't blame her for leaving. Um she she sort of I think she can slot in really comfortably uh, in that West Coast midfield next year and Howarth didn't play. Uh, Keeney, you know, does she move the needle for the Suns? I don't think so despite the fact that they consider her a leader and Jasmine Smith didn't play either. So uh, so look, a lot of those outs are players that either were played out of position or didn't actually get a crack. So um they did show up their defensive half, though. Katie Lynch, very good aerial player, but, you know, don't trust her with the ball in her hands. Uh, that's all <laughs> I'll say to you. Uh, Charlotte Wilson didn't get a fair crack at Melbourne, but we saw her, saw her at the Blues that she could she could be that good, you know, one-on-one stopper for mine. So, and, she can and add has, something, yeah. yeah. Oh, she definitely adds something. And Alice Smith's a, a nice little pickup there from the Brisbane Lions as well. So their draft hand was, was quite good. Two players uh, they picked nationally, Keely Fullerton out of the Bendigo Pioneers, Nice little small forward type. I, I thought she could have been off the board by by that pick. So it's a nice little pick up there. Yeah. Tyre Oliver, rebounding defender, um, can play on the wing as well. But there's these two picks here, Miller. Kiara Bisher at pick 50 and Sienna McMullen at pick oh, 51. I'm big, on, big on McMullen, Doc. Very, very big on this young lady. I'm big on Kiara Bisher. Uh, I think she's a, a great uh, a defender, can play one-on-one, but there's also a lot of scope with their athleticism to play as that intercept yep. uh, defender can has got a higher ceiling than McMullen, but geez, they're both good players. Very good to get them as well, boys at the back end of that third round, you know, oh, I think that's the best thing, you know, about the Academy. Sometimes you can snag some, some little gems in there. And I think they did really well with their draft in. Um, so I gave, I gave the sun seven. I actually thought, yes, the outs were a little interesting, but, as you said, Doc, they weren't going to look in anyway, and I think they've drafted really well for the future more than anything, so I gave the Suns seven. 
I ended up with a six for Gold Coast, um, just because, I don't know, I, we, we did talk about the, the talent they lost, and I think, I don't know, some names I probably would like to see them keep. Um, Lynch, whether she can get back to her best form up there is yet to be seen. Um, I like Wilson going in, but she's still a bit prospective, I think, in terms of whether she can be a first-choice defender. She's shown she can be, um, but whether she can do it again uh, is still up in the air, but... Um, yeah, so I've sort of ended up with a six for the Suns. Yeah, I've given them a six too, Cap. Um, look, I think the uh, some of the outs there will be a blow one way or another. Um, I think Arids, Drennan, Keeney, big losses, and, and Howarth as well, even yeah. though she didn't play this year. The, the Suns forward line still functioned pretty well without her. So, um, yeah, look, those losses are huge. Uh, the ins, um, you know, don't ex- you know the traded ins aren't exactly you know going to set the world on fire, but I think the draftees have sort of helped cover that a fair bit. So I've given them a six. All right, over from Queensland to WA, we're going with Frio next, gentlemen. Um, another team who is sort of entering a new era at the moment, obviously with the new coach in Lisa Webb last year. Um, they didn't do much in the draft, which was interesting. I mean, obviously they had to get Gabby over, which was a great get for them, Miller. I think you look at players that are going to add some serious talent into basically whatever line you want. Um, <laughs> that is a great acquisition for Frio. Well, I think that's a no-brainer for them anyway, Kat, because, shit, they need some talent. Um, Frio really struggled last year, I think, with their creativity and Scoring, I felt like every time we talked about the Dockers, we were like, this team can't kick a goal to save their cat's life. So, look, the big thing that you want to see from Freo was to be aggressive. And, I mean, I suppose you could say they were aggressive in a way um, in the trade period. Um, I think McCarthy is a good in. um, in I'm I'm, I'm iffy on McCarthy at the moment. Uh, Doc, I think she didn't have... A great season last year. And I know, obviously, when you're playing at West Coast, it's probably a crapshoot whether you can actually get the best out of yourself. But um, I thought compared to what she's shown in the past, I thought she was pretty down on her production and her goal kicking, all things that we've seen that are big parts of her game. Um, I like Ash Brazel coming in, though. A leader into the back line, which we've said they need more leadership. Um, she can play forward too, Brazel, which they, they certainly need. Um, so I think in terms of leadership, it's good to get her in. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm 50-50 probably on their, their additions, really. Where's Newton yeah. playing, Doc? You tell uh, me. I think she plays uh, forward line next year. Yep. Either Good. either either deep or, or set half forward. They can pretty much rotate with with Anya Tig, honestly, because they can both cover the ground up, up the uh, up the air. But very, very good uh, aerially as well. I think they, they lack that a lot, uh, especially, you know, after Anya Tig, there was – not really much they were they were counting on. They were sort of relying on Wheelstra, who who's not there anymore, and they were sort of relying on um, Ari Heather, Hetherington as well, who I still think is a prospective <laughs> player. So, yeah, look, I don't know if I agree with you, Colin McCarthy, Cat. Uh, I think um, I look, think she'll I, be good. I do agree that she that I think her production has stagnated, but I think she'll be a good inclusion at Freo, where she can sort of flourish underneath the likes of Hayley Miller and Kiara Bowers. So get get her into the midfield. That's not a bad-looking three-pronged attack, so to speak. And you've got, you know, Dana East in there as well, um, who's starting to come who's starting to come through quite handily as well. Brazel's going to be a nice inclusion as well, you know, whether or not she has another year or two left or more. Um, and, yeah, look, 
you know, only the two picks in the draft. Holly Eifold is a player who I think he can that can play some game time next next year as a, as a winger. Got great pace on her. Yep. Um, but you know, and and someone who's got a great endurance base as well. So. Um, can really sort of complement their um their inside their inside game for you. So that's not bad. And I don't understand the uh, sort of delisting and relisting of Ellie Runnels. I think yeah. she's been uh, thrown through the mud a little bit by Freo. Yeah, so I, I don't like that. No. no, I don't like it either. I'm sorry to bring my Kane Corns hat out, everyone. <laughs> but uh, if you get delisted, you cannot relist people. <laughs> um, I gave them a six, boys. I thought they did all right in terms of what they brought in. Um, a couple of fresh faces and. Yeah, I think they did okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went six point five for me. Yeah, not generous. Point five. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I went with the six as well. I'm not as I'm not I'm not that uh that giving with a point five. Uh, even even on Christmas time. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I really like the trade the the, the, the players they've traded in. Um, you know, Michaela Hyde's a blow to to a respect, yeah. and Roxy we know can play, but gee, she hasn't had a good game in two years. So, no. um. Yeah, not 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 fussed to see her go to West Coast, but yeah, look, they could be anything. This, these could be the players that 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 propel for her back up the ladder next year. But geez, you'd hope so. Yeah. All right. This is the team I've been waiting to talk about all night, gentlemen. North <laughs> yes, Melbourne. No. Well, yes, but North <laughs> Melbourne. Jeez, we spoke about Libby Birch before, but that is the headline, obviously, of this trade period for North Miller. I mean, you add. A brilliant key defender, someone who oozes natural leadership into the already the best defensive group in the competition. I mean, North have obviously taken uh, Dak's last quarter performance in the grand final personally, because uh, you, you don't bring in a key defender like this into a side that's already that good. I should have um, stuck Ferg on him. I should have. But throw that in with getting Alice Slocum at pick 26. Uh, I think North have absolutely killed this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Birch is the huge one in terms of the leadership. And we talked before about the Crows. Have they brought anything in to get them better? North have. They were really close, you know, in terms of where they've come in terms of their finals progress and success. And I think Libby Birch is an operator who can elevate any list, let alone a great team like North Melbourne, you know, showed in the back half of the year. So, Big plus, and oh, what a snag that pick was. 26, did you say, Kevin? I actually can't believe it. I can't believe she slid that far. She was rated was a top five at one point, Doc. Slocum. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a, lot, a lot of players had Ella Slocum in that top 10. I think Rookie Me had had them uh, pick uh, in the top five. So, you know, the fact that she slid down to pick 26, nominated national as well, WA talent uh, that she is, uh, it's a steal. I mean, I don't think they've done like look. Ellie Gavalis traded it. Sorry, Ellie Gavalis traded out. But honestly, she wasn't getting games, no. so that's that's not you know a big loss. But you know the place they brought in Libby Birch. I mean, who 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 comes out of that back line? You know, <laughs> oh, that's you, a you, hard you, thing, yeah. you're not dethroning Ferguson. You're not dethroning Sarah Wright. Emma Carney's your primary rebounding defender, and Eliza Shannon's had a pretty good year too. Um, yeah, it'd be yeah. hard, but she's got to get in there, and she, she she is just such a plus for them, Doc, more than anything. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, I think at, at the moment, at the moment, I'd probably say Shannon. Just when you when Libby Birch is coming in there, you got to say sorry. I know it's stiff, but uh, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Libby's getting here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Crocs already told us, like, "Hey, look, if I were you, I'd uh, start looking to trade for next year." <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure we appreciate it if she does go anyway, that's for sure. 
But yeah, Slocum at 26, that's a bargain. And yeah, Georgia, Georgia Stubbs too, um, jumping in that as Absolutely. well. I, I could see her being a very natural Carney sort of successor or even moving into the midfield when the, the likes of um, Bruton starts slowing down as well. Yep. Um, I, I love her. Big fan. So one of the, it wasn't nine Eastern Rangers players that got drafted in this draft, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like a Rangers girl was picked every bloody three selections, Cat. <laughs> kept um, hearing, kept seeing blue shirts bloody everywhere. He set up a good mob there, uh, Cloakey. Uh, he's done very, very well with them. Uh, set that group up well and truly, yeah. No, I think, uh, boys, I'm inclined to give North Melbourne a perfect 10. I really can't oh. see what they could have done better with this offseason, honestly. I was, te- I was I was tempted to give him a nine after uh, delisting Lucy Burke and relisting, uh, but <laughs> I, I you know you can't can't you know, disrespect the players they brought in. Libby Birch is going to slot right into that twenty twenty one. Slocum will get games next year, you'd suspect, and Stubbs probably might get one or two. Uh, but geez, you know if they can't win the flag next year, I mean Croc might Croc just might as well give it up. I mean there's just. I, I don't know what more he can add to this team mm. that can that can give North Melbourne a flag. That's a great question. Yeah. How do we rate them, boys? Uh, I gave them a I gave them a nine. I thought they were really, 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 really good. As you said, Cat, they couldn't have done much else, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with next year with some more experience in there, even better. Yeah. Yeah, 10 for me as well, Kat. Bang. There it is. Well done, North. Uh, over to Hawthorne, gentlemen, a team that I was also very, very big on what they managed to do. Um, obviously, the expansion teams once again had the opportunity to pre-list um, some players, and Hawthorne took three. Um, Vukic, Laura Stone, uh, and Hayley McLaughlin. Uh, Laura Stone, another Rangers girl as well, boys, if you don't mind. I've seen a bit of her play too. Very, very cool head. Uh, for such a young player. And then they got Michaela Williamson uh, at pick 17, another slider. Uh, not to mention, obviously, as we said, um, Eliza West and Casey Sheriff coming over too. Um, I think just this amount of talent they brought in this offseason, Miller, I think the Hawks are, you know, looking primed for a move up the ladder. Williamson's a great one. Stingray girl, Cat. she's going to be a great addition to a horse. Best team. mates with, uh, with Mackenzie Erdley yeah. as well, which is <laughs> fantastic to see. Yes, they're bloody chums, those two together. Uh, fantastic stuff. But, yeah, look, I, I think they did really well, um, Hawthorne. I think that getting Eliza West in from Melbourne was a massive plus, and I think they did really well overall. And the, the biggest thing is just this group's just going to keep getting better and better. We saw what Fleming did, you know, improving this year and what the rest of this young core is going to rally through and do. So I was pretty impressed with the Hawks' work. Yeah, I was very impressed with Hawthorne's overall, uh, you know, off-season. I mean, Eliza West just almost complements that midfield group to a T. I mean, you've got Batesy, you've got Lucas Rod, you've got Jazz Fleming, you know, Baskaran, you've got now Eliza West. Um, that's uh, that's almost a midfield that's going to take some beating. It's stacked. Um, it's absolutely stacked in there. It is stacked. I mean, I was a bit concerned about the uh, the key position players that 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 either retired or delisted. You know, Tamara Luke, Tegan Cunningham, uh, Akechi, and uh, and Catherine Brown as well. A big loss as well, and and Perkins delisted. But you know, they they've done all right for themselves. I mean, Vukic is a tool. Um, can probably play. You know, can almost sculpt it to be any player really. Um, you know, you got Butterworth at pick forty-five, who could have easily gone a bit uh, earlier. Mm. Uh, another one who can play either forward or back, um, and you know, Sheriff's that sort of player that I think they need on, on the outside. Uh, another one that can really, really run and got good pace. So, 
Um, and Michaela Williamson at pick 17. <laughs> I mean, look, if Ella Slocum didn't exist, this would be the uh, the, uh, the the steal of the night, pick 17. A lot of, lot of people thought she was a, a surefire top 10 selection, but given that she's, you know, not just a tall midfielder, but also very athletic and, you know, smashed the 2K time trial in the combine this year, very good athletic player. Um, so uh, very impressed with what Hawthorne have done. I've given him an eight. I'll give them a nine, Doc. I think they, they're in my uh, my top four, Hawthorne, from this offseason. Uh, they just added talent upon talent upon talent, um, and it's just going to make this list so much better. This is what the Giants should have done this offseason, yeah. Miller. Well, they couldn't do it because they're spuds. Um, I gave them nine as well, the Hawks. I think, that, as you said, A-plus talent added to the team can only be on the up for this group. The wheel is saving all the expansion teams for last for me, boys. It's just giving me Port Adelaide here. Uh, another team that had a big opportunity with the pre-listing window, Doc, and oh my did they not take advantage of it? Lauren Young, who would have gone pick one in the open draft. Shanae Goody, Molly Brooksby. Shanae Goody would have gone pick two in the yeah. open draft. <laughs> and then taking Piper Window at pick 19, which is an absolute oh. joke. Um, I Jeez, Kirstie Lamb coming into the midfield. What more can you say about Port Adelaide? I think they possibly did as best as they could have this offseason. They they smashed it. They absolutely get, killed it. I gave them a 10. They, they were bloody huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were very, very close to me. Yeah, well, I gave them a 10 as well, Miller, but on the caveat that they finished below North Melbourne in my rankings, because I don't award people who get handouts by the, uh, the <laughs> AFL uh, or the AFLW for that matter. So, and Port, you know, not only they, they completely rorted the system, they, they took advantage of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, if you get given the option, Doc, it's, uh, it's smart business. Really. So, no, it's yeah, taking the piss out of them, can you? Yeah, well, well, look, that's great for Port Adelaide, but Jesus <laughs> Christ. What about the rest of us? Yeah, I mean, geez, the dogs could have done with a, ah. with, a, with a Lauren Young type. It could have done with a, a, a Piper Window. Could have done with a, uh, a Molly Brooksby, Shania Goody. Could have done any of them. Well, um, boys, I'm, I'm putting down. I'm putting down a tenner on uh, Piper Window for the Rising Star next year already. Dang, he's going ahead, of, ahead of Loz. Ahead of Loz, even. Jeez, you are going to put ten dollars ahead of Lauren Young on. Well, she Piper won. Window. She won the Sandful W Best and Ferris as a seventeen-year-old. What, yeah. what else? What else do I have to tell you? <laughs> Didn't Lauren? Didn't Lauren Young win it as a sixteen-year-old? <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Uh, she did. Bella, she did. <laughs> she did. Uh, well, that, that is just the caliber of players that they have added to this list now. Port Adelaide. Yeah, These up, are three of the best young talents that the state has to offer, and they just basically snapped them all up for for peanuts. They've done yeah. well. They've done well in terms of giving it for nothing. I mean, as you said, Kat, if you get given the opportunity to take the, take the glory, you take the glory. And yeah. I oh, think Port, Port has done well and then some. Lauren Arnell is just sort of rolling in money at the moment, just to, <laughs> the amount of talent that's coming in through the system. Where, where does Lauren Young play next year? She sta- oh, she, I think she started forward. Yeah, I think you started forward. You can't, you a, can't good have third, a... a good third option to uh, Houghton and Saint, I think. Yeah, and yeah. less pressure on her as well that way as well. Boys, I yeah. think it's a good call from both you. Yeah, I think forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think as well, you know, Alyssa Brook at pick 25, nice little key position player. Yeah, probably solid slots, slots into the defensive half as well. Probably is an understudy to Emily Borg, who Ooh. no one still talks about her, but she's one of the best lockdown defenders in the comp. Well, yeah. you, were, you were hot on her, Doc, uh, and well and truly 
Uh, don't say don't say A three didn't tell you. Um, <laughs> and look, Kirsty Lamb's going to be a good player as well. If she can if she can go back to her twenty twenty two form, then this Port team jumps up a few spots already. Yeah, so, you know, two, two to three wins, they get an extra they get an extra couple there, and you know they they're looking you know almost they almost look like they've got all the bases covered now. Like yeah. realistically, yeah. I mean. Maybe could they do with another outside player? Well, probably that's what you know Brooksby's there for, um, isn't she? Um, but yeah, look, so many young, talented midfielders coming into this team, and you know, a nice little, nice little uh, midfield star and Lamb. Yeah, you know, ten out of ten. You know, you can't go wrong. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them first in the rankings just because they, just because they took advantage of the AFL system. Yeah, look, I'll give them, a, I'll give them a, a nine point five just for that, just for that. Like you said, so for you, you don't get on the top. North has claimed the crown, um, but Port, yeah, a very, very, very close second. Um, excellent off season for them. Do you say, do, say the same, Miller? Oh, I gave him a 10, yeah. Oh, 10, 10. Done, thanks. As we both said, North did a lot better. Um, they weren't gifted it. Thank you, <laughs> AFLW. But yeah, um, they did well. All right. A big off-season for this team as well. We've got West Coast here, gentlemen. Uh, the Daisy effect, Miller, has really made a lot happen over in the West. And um, obviously the, the draft was, was big for them. Um, Jess Wrench going at, at pick two. I mean, wasn't she just absolutely over the moon? That's the kind of character they need in that club, I think, West Coast. And the draft got better from there. I think they nailed every pick. Kavanaugh, Cleaver, and Matilda Sargent. Thank God she's on a list. Um, yeah. all, 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 all four of those, I think, are great selections for West Coast. Yeah, Sargent's a cheeky one. It's good that she's uh, been given a go. Um, but I, I think you talk about what West Coast need, and they needed a head like Daisy Pierce at the helm, I think, you know, to give a bit of something to this club that's been unidentifiable as a a, a person floating in the river that you don't know who they are. Uh, it could be anyone. So West Coast are now something. They've got an identity. They've got something behind them and something to stand for, and I think Daisy Pierce is going to get all these players on side. And I think they did well in terms of the draft more than anything, as you said, Cat. Big oh, the, the, tra- the trades too. I mean, so I mean, Adam Johnson's a bargain. Yeah, Johnson for peanuts. I mean, that's bloody good value. I reckon there, Doc. Oh, absolutely. I think. Look, Daisy Pierce. We'll find out, you know, in due course, exactly how she goes in coaching a team and coaching, you know, the right way. You know, it certainly couldn't be a worse job than Michael Pryor. Let's be honest. But now uh, we'll find out in due time whether or not Daisy can, you know, improve this team. In, uh, improve this team and, and get them where they need to be. But, you know, off-season-wise, oh, they did not put a foot wrong. I mean, look, they they, they had they traded out a few players that would have been in their best 21-22 last year, but players coming in, you know, uh, uh, well well and truly covered. Drennan's, uh, walk, Drennan walks into that midfield. Oh, yeah. uh, Admiral Johnson walks into that defensive unit. Roxanne probably walks into that forward line, and you pray to God she does something. It's a big, um, big year for her this year, Doc. Michael I think she, she's got a lot to prove uh, yep. going over the Eagles. It's a big year, and I hope Daisy Pierce sits her down and finds her a role that she's comfortable with. It sort of feels like she's a bit, a bit lost in translation, uh, Roxanne, because you know we saw her play as a, as, a, as a marking forward, and she looked all right, and then she sort of veered away from that, and whether or not it was a through system design or whether it's something else that was plaguing her, but she just does not look like, uh, no. you know, like that player that can take the game by the scruff of the neck that we saw, you know, 
in, in her first couple of years. I think a fresh um, start will help her, though, Doc. Hopefully, yeah. Certainly will, and you know you got you got the goat tour there to sort of <laughs> lean into as well. So, uh, you know you can't do any 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 wrong there. And the draftees, I think you've nailed it on the head there, Cat. They've nailed literally everything. They've yeah. addressed key needs. They've addressed sort of you know they've gone all around the ground for for their players. You know, Wrench can probably will probably start at half back, but given her speed and electricity and sort of going through her going through the stoppages with her strength, I don't doubt she'll play midfield sooner rather than later. You know, Kavanaugh's a really tidy user by foot. You can probably see her on a wing to start with. Mm. Yeah. Matilda Sargent was so good uh, for Freo in, in that defensive half. You know, I, I then in she was yeah, ever not considered to come back <laughs> onto the list of yeah, well, injuries bloody killed her in the end, and and Freo said, "Nah, that's it. We, uh, you know, it's like shooting Bambi in respect." <laughs> um, uh, and then and then um, Georgie Cleaver picked thirty nine. That's yeah. a bargain because everybody thought Cleaver was clearly in that top five, ten players. Yeah. Um, you know, an elite athlete. You know, dual sport player can play netball as well, but I suspect she'll play as a key forward as well. So I've given them nine out of ten, West Coast. Yeah, same. Nine. Uh, Hosking as well, we didn't mention, but um, yes. that's just a great extra acquisition to throw on top of everything else for free. Uh, yeah, nine out of ten. They did. They might have had the best uh, draft of, of anyone, I think. Yeah, I'll give nine out of ten as well. I think, as you said, Kat, I reckon they nailed the draft. I would have them the best. I'll give them number one spot of the draft rankings if we're doing them. But yeah, nine out of ten, great offseason. Bang. All right, over to Carlton, boys. This wheel really wants me to save the best till last. <laughs> um, a team that I was very, very split on this offseason, Doc. Uh, I'm big on a couple of ins. Lyle Keck, uh, I love it. I-, I wanted her to get to, to Essen and get into our forward line. There was no way she was going to slip that far. Um, I think they've done awesome picking her up. Um, getting Moody over to join her sister. Uh, having Celine and, and Bree together, I think, is going to be... Awesome for, for Carlton, but on the other side of it, probably for the, the first time, their backline's been such their strength, but Miller and Paige Trudgeon both leaving in one off-season, I think it's going to be hard to replace back there. I mean, they do have a good group, but, geez, that's two key pillars gone. Yeah, yeah what does that mean? Does that mean Kez is going to push back next year? Is that the plan? I think she's probably going to have to. I think, yeah, she'll have to add necessity more than anything. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. But well, look, all all things considered, a lot of these players are either they they fit Carlton's you know age profile in terms of they're young, they're sort of they want to get that experience in. We know Dersman will probably play right away. Yeah, uh, Tani Brown's probably going to find a spot at half forward, and Celine. You know, the Celine. I, I like I like this. I appreciate the sentiment of of playing with a twin sister, but that one's the most confusing. You know. You've got Jess Good and Brianne Moody there. It's probably one of the best ruck duos in the comp. Mm. You've got Celine Moody, who is a very solid player, you know, in her own right, playing as a as a forward ruck. But wh- how are you gonna how are you gonna fit all three of them in? Can't have three big glutes running around. I'm sorry. Sh- uh, sure, sure, surely Matthew Buck's plan is not to play Celine Moody as a key position defender. Oh jeez. Who knows? I'll throw up if that happens. Um, but we hope not. Uh, yeah, yes, I will throw up if that happens. Well, you uh, never know. Harriet Cordner got swung forward multiple times last year, Doc. So no. <laughs> nothing's out of the picture. No. Why? Like. 
I'm starting to think losing Daniel Harford was was a oh. bad idea. Well, in terms of pure talent, it's a good acquisition, but you're right. The fit to the actual team profile is very, very weird. You'd think that was one of the areas Carlton didn't really need to add to. I mean, <laughs> they do need more quality forwards, but I don't think Moody's 100 They don't need any more rucks, yeah. What the hell's going on? You'd want a true key forward to go oh. along with someone like me or Austin for the future. Yeah, that's right. There's someone to pair that's going to be mobile more than a snail or a diabetic <laughs> turtle. I think it'll be a better way to go about it. So yeah, It's something they missed the trick on a little bit, I think, this, this off-season Carlton. Yeah. Look, I, I think this would be... It was hard to rank them, boys. I had a bit of a weird time ranking. I, I gave them a six and a half. I gave them a five. I just... Oh, five? Dang. Moody's, Moody's going to have to fit into this team. You've just yeah. lost two first-choice key defenders. Um, so it's going to be, what, Cordner and Kez are your, your one and two down that Cordon Kez, probably Lawson Taven. That's, maybe. that's not a that's, that's not, not a, a top level backline no, That ain't it for me, homie. Yeah. Keck, Keck is great. I love her addition. Um, Dersma will play games, but I, yeah, it's not enough to off- offset what's come out. I Dang, think five, in my that's savage. That's five. Yeah, I've look. I'm sort of split between six and seven, but I've given them seven because I think the thing, the positive inclusions are. Much better than some of the more confusing ones, like a <laughs> like not giving Lalawifi a contract uh, yeah. and and getting Celine Moody in, who probably won't play any games unless uh, <laughs> Matt Buck says she'll play. Doc, whether the four lines will look any good with her in there is a, uh, another question. I, I think. Look, she's a good aerial presence, Celine Moody. So at least it at least offers that. Um, you know. Uh, Gives me gives me or Austin something. I don't know. Um, it looks yeah, and Lila Keck and, and Meg Robertson as well. Pick thirty one. Nice nice players to have. I think Robertson's a twenty five a, a top twenty five player. I think and um and Keck. You know maybe a little early, but they need a small forward, Carlton. So you mm. can't go wrong. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think she'll be actually the next cult hero down there at Icon Park. I already big fan of uh, Kecky. Down there. Um, all right, we've been waiting for this one all bloody episode, boys. And save the bombers for last on this wheel. I reckon he stopped using the wheel halfway through this episode. <laughs> no, no, I can guarantee you I've bloody spun it every single time. But score of you, we'd like to see the wheel in the second half of the innings. We Jeez. don't know. When when I tell you that I got everything that I wanted uh, in this off season, um, I mean Maddie Gay and Best Keeney coming in in the trade period. Uh, two fantastic ball users. Gay is a tough nut. She can rotate through backline and midfield. Uh, she's going to add something. Amy Gaylor in our supplemental period as well. Another one who loves a tackle. She's going to be a great addition to the midfield. And then in the draft, Emily Goff at pick 20. Fantastic. We need some height. She's a great marking player. Uh, she's going to be a great addition to the forward line. She can swing back. She'll be awesome. And then the cherry on top. <laughs> Pick 38. Docker, I'm sure you remember about two weeks ago, I said to you, mate, do you reckon Chloe Adams will be available at our first pick? And you said, oh, mid-first round, I think she should probably look likely to go. Nah, stuff yours. Pick 38 for one of the best midfielders in this draft group. Oh, my goodness. I could not be happier with how we've landed this off-season, boys. We've we've done fantastic. We've done just so, so well. I think if Port weren't gifted the draft, Doc, um, and Essendon did naturally, if we want to use that word, uh, they would have won the draft, I think. 
Yeah, oh, look, they would, certainly would have come close if they didn't. But um, yeah, geez, they they, they did not like, didn't only had two picks, but they didn't do anything wrong with them. I mean, oh. Goff, you know, a, a key position player. You really need somebody to help Bonnie too good, and I think that's uh, that's definitely a step in the right direction. And Chloe Adams gives a, a great midfield depth as well, and I, I reckon I see potential in Maddie Gay to to float oh, through there next please. year as well. She she's so tough at it, and you know, considering the fact that. Uh, Daz won't be there uh, next year. She continues to nurse a knee injury. Um, but yeah, look, look at looking at the ins, looking at the outs. I mean, look, Barber was probably the most confusing one, but everybody else was sort of. See not... you later. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. well, I thought Tierney showed something, but yeah, maybe a little stiff. Yeah, I mean, look, we've replaced what we lost. We've gained what we needed. Um, I gave us a nine point five, boys. I just oh, give him a ten, you grimy. Uh, nah, nine point uh, five. I think Barb uh, yeah. probably just drops it down Come a little on. bit. You know you want him a ten. Uh, I scared the scared the pundits would come after him <laughs> if he goes ten. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him nine and a half too. I, I thought the draft was incredible, um, and what they brought in, Cat, only going to make this team better. It's as simple as that. The skills from the two that you mentioned earlier as well, you know that. The big thing they're going to add. So yeah. this team just goes up and up and up and up and up. So I'll give them a nine and a half. Yeah, look, Gayla will be an interesting one. I think she can play almost right away in that forward half as a pressure forward. Um, and look, oh, you could see quite a few of them uh, playing yeah. games next year. Adam certainly will probably play games. And and Goff will probably have a couple of games that she works in into her body. But, you know, couldn't do a foot wrong in this, in this trade period. And I think you'll... Only go from strength to strength in 2024. I've given you a 9 out of 10. Bang. All right. Well, that is every single team ranked from the AFLW offseason trade period and draft combined. Um, we'd love to hear any feedback or anything that we didn't cover or you disagree with us on. We always love to hear more opinions. You can give those thoughts on our socials, A3 Footy Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter, and of course our email, A3 Footy at gmail.com. You can also follow along those so you know when new episodes come out. But I believe that's going to be us probably wrapped up for 2023. Yep. Have a little bit of a break over the Christmas and New Year's period. So we hope everyone enjoys their holidays if you've got any. Hopefully get a bit of time to sit back and relax while there's no footy on and nothing going for about the first time in nearly, oh, God, 10 months it feels like. Just on that, boys, I just wanted to, while we're wrapping up, give a big thanks to everyone listening, not just this episode or last week, but throughout the year, whether you've listened to one to ten episodes or you've listened every single week, we appreciate every ounce of support and we don't come and do this job every week if we don't have the support and love from all, all you fans out there. So we appreciate all those people that um, you know tune in and we, we love doing what we're doing and we're excited to do it again in 2024 and um, some really exciting content in the works for next year. Um, but we thank everyone for this year because, my God, it's been a huge season of footy, as you said, Cat with the AFLW and, and the men's. And um, it's just been tr- two tremendous competitions this year, made it even better and two, you know, riveting trade periods. So we, we thank everyone for tuning in for everything. And we love the love. Simple as that. Simple yeah, as that. Well, that's it. I probably can't say anything else other than that. <laughs> you know, whether, whether whether or not you, you tell us that you love us, love listening to us on, on Twitter or whether or not you're, you're sending us an email and saying uh, we're going to make our own podcast because you guys talk <laughs> a lot of shit. Uh, 
you know, that's okay. I mean, look, we appreciate you even just tuning in for five minutes, you know, a week or 30 minutes a week or 30 minutes a day, mm. uh, listening to us, uh, doing what we love and talking about football. And yeah, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, with all that said, and until 2024, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Stockerty. Stick with us on A3. There's so much more footy to come. It's bigger than better than ever every single year. <sighs> Go Dons. What a draft. Khan Westo, you're the real goat. Merry Christmas all.